Hello and welcome back to Tells. Hi, Andrew. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> Fine. Even That's a, good. In a bad mood. No. Should I be? How am I to determine whether you should be, what mood you should be in? Well, why did you ask? Because your answers are very short. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, I'm in a good mood. Got two videos up in two days. Oh, you posted calling out already? I, I did. You didn't get the notification? You didn't. You don't have notifications set on your phone to when I post videos? I do not. That's messed up. If not you, then who? All 80,000 people that follow you. I don't think 80,000 of them have notifications turned on. And if you don't, click that little bell in the top right corner to get notifications for when I post videos to YouTube. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Two videos in two days. Yeah. Calling Out went up. The show where Benton and I take questions from the audience where we call people directly on the telephone and have a chat with them it's always fun i really like that calling out show how many people did you call five lucky listeners viewers and you have all those calls on calling out yep how long is this program uh 40 minute video okay you gonna watch all that probably not ouch i just have to be honest you know you don't, you don't have time to watch my video i don't i am busy with my own life. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly. Uh, how do you feel about your poker life? Um, well, I'm a little uh, tender at the moment, to be honest with you. Because you're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how I would phrase it, but yes, I'm currently a loser. <laughs> Over the past very short sample, if that's how you want to, if that's a view you want to have on it, a very short sample of the past few sessions, I'm a loser. Yeah, we're in a little downswing now. Past few sessions have been not that good, which I uh, discussed in the first video. I don't know, my confidence, yeah, it's a little, it's a little iffy. It's weird. Like when you're winning, um, you just picture the next session and you picture yourself going back and poker being easy and you collect money and then you cash out um but when you're in a downswing it's like am i going to lose again when i go when i go play is poker going to be difficult is everything going to be yes you know the difficult situations yes. that i found myself in the last time it is going to be that way yes well i don't want to go play poker then what are you going to do instead um call more people make another calling out <laughs> video <laughs> Just help some people with their... Call every viewer I have. <laughs> Answer a poker hand question. Uh-huh. How do you feel about when I'm in a downswing? I just think it's temporary. Mm-hmm. Um, and it happens. I mean, initially, I think I thought, oh, dear, he's going to lose his whole life savings, and then he's going to be broke. When we first started dating? Right. Then what is he going to do, right? Is he going to go get a job and then is he going to be miserable? And then, you know, so I used to future pace this whole like disaster. That must have been stressful. Um, but then with time you learn that that's just part of it. And especially if somebody is doing the work to improve and constantly improve themselves. So, yeah, like now it's just... It's part of the grind and it doesn't bother me too much. Uh, I always try and help you get things into perspective. 
when you are sending me the text messages <laughs> about how terrible this is. And, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, besides that, it's just yeah, it's part of being with a poker player, I guess. And it's also just life. You know, there's always going to be ups and downs, and so the only thing you can manage is your reaction to it and not in some like zen like way where nothing wrong happens to you or whatever i think it's just a matter of not feeling so victimized you know and that the world is against you just understanding that this is part of the growth and part of expansion and just a part of life mm-hmm. um i've been really thinking about this about how we're so desperate for happiness but nobody's really happy being happy you know in that constant state of bliss it gets kind of boring you need to get well is like, it even possible i don't think it's possible but that like people get really sad when they're not really happy <laughs> right well do you think it comes back to like uh having perspective in the world do you think it's people who are like really self-centered and no i think we can all um fall prey to that because when your life is going really well and like you say when poke is easy and you know you have the time to edit lots of videos you feel really good and life is going well right and then somebody tells you their bad beat story or tells you how their life is not going so well yeah it's so easy to go oh don't worry about it like Mm-hmm. you'll get over it and this is just life you know we just throw cliches at people and right. then when it happens to you like oh my god i'm so unlucky uh-huh. i'm the unluckiest person in the world right. woe is me why is this happening to me and the- well it's pretty natural right it's always easier to see things see these things from the outside you know like in poker if you're dating a winning player and you know they're winning over the long term and they will very likely continue to be then it's pretty easy to like tell them to just chill out about their little losing streak right because you can see the bigger picture and you're not experiencing the depth of the emotion when they're in a losing streak right of course but that's what i'm saying you have to almost welcome that losing streak as like an opportunity to grow and Mm. not have to quickly mask over it with a cliche of oh life happens you know <laughs> you'll you'll get back over it like okay. it's such a an important part of growth because mm-hmm. when things do go wrong then you actually go and sit down and become introspective yeah. but when things are good it's harder to take that time to sit down and go okay what am i doing well what am i doing wrong what yeah. did i maximize my strengths or like improve that's pretty true because i'm definitely sending more hands over to uh benton my buddy benton blakeman during this time a lot more hands and probably learning a lot more about my game during these during these stretches and we'll probably come out stronger as a result i think it's all good i think it's good when it's really good and i think it's good when it's not so good and not just holding on for the other side right because what i'm saying is that i think when we are going through a bad time, even if we can put it into perspective, knowing that this time is not going to last forever, mm-hmm. we, we might miss the growth process or the growth opportunity if we're just holding on to see what's on the other side, rather than just being okay, like completely fine in mm-hmm. the sh- shittiness, pretty much. It, 
not easy. My God, it's not easy. But what I've been thinking about over the past couple of weeks, because I was like, oh, yeah. Um, you know, people always ask other people what they want. And my default answer to that question was always, I want to be very happy. And now I have to ask myself, do I really want to be happy? And what really, what is happiness? So I guess, what does happy mean to you, Andrew Nimi? Mm, well, lately, I mean, I guess it's just meant uh, doing the things that I want to do, like sort of on a daily basis, right? I think that's kind of like the the theme of the past, whatever, year and a half is working on something that's uh, fun to work on. And obviously, it's not always going to be fun, but that's a pretty big part of happiness, I think. The day-to-day effort. The day-to-day effort. So you're happy even in your downswing now, right? No. (laughs) No, it sucks. (laughs) And it's fine that it sucks. And one of the things that prompted that, it was like, a post on Facebook or Instagram or something that said, send your kids outside no matter the weather so that they can learn to enjoy all seasons and not just be waiting for summer. Hmm. And I was like, ah. It's a nice thought. Because I love the summertime. And sometimes it's just like, oh, just drudge through winter because summer's coming. Should have been in Michigan. See how you drudge through that winter. Yeah, I know that. I mean, I, I get it. I'm not trying to... Make it out as though the winters aren't difficult, but at the same time, you know, there's fun to be had in the snow too. Yes, I agree. You never built snowmen though, did you? Where? There was no snow in South Africa. So what kind of fun did you have in the wintertime? No fun. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I mean. I didn't know. I didn't didn't know know that. I just knew that I don't want to... I just want to be in perpetual summer. Yeah, I feel you. What do you think about this uh, sending your kids outside to play thing? What do you mean? What do you think about the whole, you know, like getting them off of electronics and getting them outside to go play or, or whatever? Um, I think kids need to do both. And the reason I say that is because when you're so young, you don't even know what you like. So you have to experience everything. I would never say don't be on the computer because, you know, maybe it's the next like Bill Gates or something like some master programmer or it could be like, you know, a kid who needs to be outside. All right. So I say both. I think we can have kids, I guess. (laughs) Okay. That's all it takes. Just answer one question and that qualifies me to have kids. Tell me about you. What do you think? This sending kids outside. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, I guess I agree with you. Um, I think it's good to expose kids to, you know, different interests and to see which one they click the most with. So I agree with you completely and 100%. But I think sometimes parents kind of over leverage this, you know, no electronics thing, um, blah, 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 whatever, because I think it's uh, in the, you know, the opposite direction. Like you said, a lot of times kids need to um, discover their thing and the thing might be, they could be the next uh, Twitch superstar or something like that. I don't think they are developed enough to do one thing only. Right. You know, like they have to do multiple things. So 
I will not let my child be on the computer for 10 hours and not go outside because they need to get vitamin D. I mean, I played a lot of video games when I was a kid, and I should have just played more video games, I think. That's what I liked. I already knew. <laughs> I just didn't know that, like, Twitch gaming was going to be a thing. And you know what's funny that just occurred to me? Sorry yeah. to cut you off again. But uh, when we were in, like, high school, um, like, freshman in high school, we, me and my buddies, we had, like, a video camera, and... Um, I don't know, it was like my parents' video camera, one of my friends' video camera. And we would like make these like silly skits. Really? These silly, <laughs> silly like short movies, yeah. And it was it was like content creation at the time. It was like before YouTube was even invented, before Vine, obviously, and all that stuff. And it was like hilarious. Like we loved that. We only did it for, I don't know, like a few months or something. Yeah, imagine if you had a place to put it. If you had somewhere to distribute the content and get feedback from an audience, it mm -hmm. you know could have been different. So we just didn't know that these things were like a thing yet. And uh, we loved video games. We had a kick out of making these silly skit things. And Any of those VHSs been, still around? I doubt it, sadly. Would have loved to see what you created. <laughs> no, it's probably for the best that it's not. <laughs> Actually, like we just, I just like remember it very clearly. Like when we discovered that if somebody runs around the corner of a building and then you stop the camera, you move the camera to the other side of the building, and then you have that person re run around the corner, but you capture them from the new angle, it looks like a movie. It looks really cool. And we were like super excited to like <laughs> figure that out how to capture that. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what this has to do with anything we were talking about, but kids doing what they love to do. See, maybe you could have found your passion earlier mm -hmm. okay i had a question um i saw this article online and there is a girl who is dating mr sixpack Graham. what is mr sixpack i am going to tell you if you let me okay <laughs> so mr sixpack is literally what it sounds like handsome you know six foot something guy blonde hair blue Gosh. eyes six-pack body not an actual person that's what her social media following has termed her husband, Mr. Sixpack. Ah, I see. And she is apparently just the average girl, okay? So they know who the who her husband is. Right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's like if you and I were posting photos on Instagram. They would and not then, call me Mr. Sixpack. But, um, you know, they would call, say they called you Mr. Sixpack and I'm just boosy, right? Mr. Scrawny dude with a belly. Okay, but <laughs> focus. So now, uh, Mr. Sixpack is dating this girl, and every time she posts a picture of the two of them, she gets like hundreds of comments on, oh my God, I can't believe that he is with her. So she wrote an article uh, entitled, the Dating Someone Who Is Hotter Than You. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that subject. So it's something I know a lot about. Oh. <laughs> okay, then. Um, and That's hilarious. It's funny <laughs> that she, uh, is she like, is she saying that this is uh, what's going on? I'm dating someone that's hotter than me? Or is she sort of capturing all of everyone's thoughts and just translating that into a headline? Yes. She's capturing everyone's thoughts because she openly confesses to not always having the highest level of self-esteem and so i think when she initially met her husband 
she did feel like she wasn't pretty enough. Mm-hmm. But the relationship works and they love each other and they've mm-hmm. been together for like 10 years. So there's no problem there. But then obviously when she started to put her life online, there was this surprise. And it always just makes me think what a number like media has done on us to say that tall six foot five guy with abs should have what skinny but isn't that like skinny six foot six five foot ten girl but isn't that like science in some fashion because didn't we did we did we watch this this documentary that was like something about how that's sort of the way the science of attraction i think it yes was called? yes okay isn't there like some sort of science behind that you just think it's media nonsense because for people to usually have that i mean for people to have that reaction it's like what people are used to seeing, right? Because doesn't the gorgeous guy usually end up with the gorgeous girl and vice versa? But who decided that? Is it scientific or is it media? I don't trust these scientific (laughs) studies no more. I really don't because I think it's just like Uh, a number's been done on us. I think it's science. No. (laughs) No way. I think it's natural. No, I think it starts in school where they pick the hottest guy and the hottest girl for like a prom status, queen, status prom, prom king, whatever. And then they come together, obviously, because they're the coolest mm. people in school. <laughs> and then we perpetuate this bullshit for the rest of our lives. It's so much nonsense. Yeah. I think they've kind of done away with this prom king and queen thing for the most part, but I could be wrong. So listeners, if you have kids in school, let us know if this is still happening i mean i think there's one thing to say oh you're like the best all-round student right so you're good at academics and good at sport and you're like personable fine whatever but um yeah i was just i don't know why it irked me so much because i thought we were progressing past that and that just threw me back (laughs) into like the 90s i don't think we're progressing past that i'm still Thinking it's science. Yeah, you still think it's science. Yeah. I think it's it might be science to a degree, but I think most of it is just hmm. marketing and advertising. I'll have to think about this more because I just think it's the way of life. I mean, I've no I used to notice um, my girlfriend in South Africa. She was very, um, very tall, gorgeous girl, and she would always like. Yes, she was attracted, in inverted commas, to the tall guy, right? The the guy that she was supposed to be attracted to. But the guys who would chase her down the most were always the shorter guys. And that, for me, is science. Because if you're a shorter guy with a tall woman, then your offspring is likely to be <laughs> okay. average height, right? So that yeah. that's scientific. I could see that. Not like, oh, we need to two tall people together to create supermodels. <laughs> that is for a prefrontal cortex. Like, I am choosing this, I think. But I could be but wrong. But isn't there something to be said for, like, the short person probably... Uh, well, maybe, yeah, maybe this is, like, the media's sort of influence. But, like, the, the short person maybe having, like, less self-esteem and thinking that they can't get the taller person to create the more average offspring so why are they chasing the tall girl i think you're just 
I think that was a small sample size where those. I swear to you, if you. you well, yeah, maybe in South Africa they have no, like. No, look around. Open your eyes and look around. <laughs> okay. Tall, tall guys usually have short, short, short girls. And that usually, that might be coined as self-esteem because he thinks, oh my God, I don't want to have more giant children. So if I have a shorter lady, then we can average out. And this is not conscious. And I think it's really, really complex. Hmm. I don't think it's like simple. I look at you and, oh, yes, you're the one, right? So tall, tall guy, short lady, creating average. Because think about how the world works. Everything reverts to the mean. Uh-huh. So there's this like pull to reversion of the mean. So yes, you do get the couplings of tall guys, tall lady, short man, short woman, Yep. which is fine. Like, I don't think either is right or wrong, but then I think there's that science of, oh, let's revert to the mean that that is our natural pull. Could it be that advertisers and marketers figured out that if you pair these two good-looking people together, even though that might not be the natural selection, then they can make a lot more of the population feel inadequate enough so that they will buy more stuff. Okay, maybe. I just, I can't, I can't wait to revert to the mean after this downswing. (laughs) And we're back to poker. This conversation is too boring for you. Mm, It's hard to think about anything else when you're losing. (laughs) Okay, I think that's all we have time for today. Um, I can feel Andrew is very anxious to get back to the tables to turn this downswing around. So... And on that note, thanks for having me on your podcast, Boosie and listeners. Until next time, bye.